The principles of the world always fail. They don't last. They rob you. The world right now has a spirit within it that is in rebellion against God's revealed word. Pastor Ray Bentley says follow the timeless principles of scripture instead. God's kingdom principles always not only are true, but they work. And they work because they're true. Spread news. Welcome to Maranatha Radio with Pastor Ray Bentley. Maranatha, bringing the message of Christ's soon return, the whole gospel to the whole world. We like options. We like choices, Coke or Pepsi, stairs or elevator, paper or plastic. But sometimes one choice stands out so much, there's really no choice at all. When you compare the world and what it says it offers to what the Lord offers, the choice is obvious. Pastor Ray brings us the full explanation. Luke chapter 9, we're going to just go through the first uh, nine verses of Luke chapter 9 talking about the kingdom of God because Jesus sent his disciples out into the world to proclaim his kingdom had come. And basically that's, uh, I want to apply this tonight. We're not going to just talk about what Jesus said and did 2,000 years ago, but tonight that we are unleashed, as it were, into this world. And we have, we have a message, and that is the kingdom of God has come. And that has never been truer. I mean, if it was true 2,000 years ago, it's never been truer than it is today. And the king has come to the hearts of those tonight that are ready to hear his word, amen? amen. Okay, Luke chapter nine, beginning in verse one says, then he, Jesus called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. So Jesus is empowering his disciples. I can only imagine the experience for these apostles who went out now. And it was one thing to be with Jesus. He's the Messiah. He's definitely other than us. Holy, prophet, virgin birth, miraculous. He opens his mouth, heaven comes out. I mean, the wind and waves obey him. Yes, of course, the demons know who he is and they scream. When he's around, thou son of David, why have you come to torment us before the time? And seeing him touch people and heal them. But now, very, very different story when the apostles go out and Jesus is not with them. He sends them out and now demons are screaming, begging for mercy because they have come in the power and authority of Jesus Christ. What it must have been like for them as, as these demons are screaming and they are terrified, not because of the apostles, but because of who dwells within them. What was it like for them when they laid hands upon some poor soul that was, was lame uh, or sick with a fever. And then to watch instantly, miraculously, powerfully, supernaturally, kingdom authority being released through their hands and healing the sick 
in the name of Jesus Christ. And, um, you know, I, I truly believe the hour has come where we need to bring the message that the kingdom of God has come. It's come through Jesus Christ. Wherever the king is, the kingdom of God has come. That's why Jesus said, for the kingdom, it's not like it'll come here or there. Outwardly, the kingdom is within you. And what he is saying is that wherever the king is, the kingdom of God has come. Wherever Jesus the king is, the kingdom has come. And if it is in your heart tonight, the kingdom of God has come with you tonight. And it comes in you and it comes through you. And the Lord wants us who are his followers and disciples to go out into the world. I think maybe a little bit we need to turn our concept of, uh, of church even around a little bit. Because the Lord did not come, the church is not the end of all things. Jesus came to plant the church, but the church is kind of the training ground for the body of Christ to go from the church where they are the various gifts of apostle, prophet, and pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry. The real work of the ministry is when it, outside the church. Jesus did not say you are the salt of the church. He said you are the salt of the what? Of the earth. You are not to be the light of the church. You are to be the light of the world. And so really, God is calling us to go from the church and what he came to establish is the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is broader than a church or church service. I mean, we're not to make the whole world into a big church. We're to, the church is just the training ground to establish the kingdom, to preach the kingdom, to bring the kingdom, uh, to proclaim the king, and to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ, who is the good news. The good news is really even more than doctrine and, and right teaching, which it is, but it's more than that. Uh, it is the person of Jesus Christ. That is the kingdom of God. So then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Such amazing power, this kingdom power. And um, you, you know, I, I just want to encourage you, that same kingdom power and authority is yours, it's available to you in and through Jesus Christ. You can bring the power and the authority of the kingdom of heaven to your school, uh, to your place of work. The honest truth is that the people in the world are hungry for the kingdom. Okay, so they preach the kingdom has come. Now listen to this, verse two. The real work of the disciples was to preach the kingdom has come. The real work was not to heal the sick and cast out devils. That was incidental. The real work was to proclaim and to preach the king has come. And therefore the kingdom has come. I am telling you, the king has not only come, the king is coming. He's coming back and he's coming back soon. And there's a sense in which the kingdom of God is on its way. And we can see it lining up. And the biggest central reason why is because of this little tiny nation called Israel. 
There's so many signs and trends that, that seem prophetic, and they are. But the one thing that puts it all together is Israel. And therefore, there is a, a greater intensity to what's happening in the world right now. And uh, basically, our message is, hey, world, yes, the economy is being shaken up, and the politics of the world is being shaken up. And listen, the king is coming. The kingdom of God is coming. Get prepared. Get ready to meet your creator. Get ready to meet God. Get ready to go to heaven. And there's not a thing the world can do to stop the coming of that kingdom. The devil cannot stop the coming of the kingdom. He's already defeated 2,000 years ago. The cross and the resurrection, he is defeated. And the book of Revelation tells us what's going to happen and what is told will happen is going to happen. And the Antichrist, whenever he arrives or shows up, he can't stop the coming of the kingdom of God either. Do you believe that? Are you willing to tell other people about that? I mean, your, your family, your friends, your loved ones, you need to tell them. There's not enough, we can't get everybody that you know and all your loved ones, friends and acquaintances, there's not enough room to get them all in here. You need to tell them. The king is coming. He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Verse three, and he said to them, take nothing for the journey. Now this was a, a specific time that he sent them out and look how he prepares them. <laughs> he talks about their luggage, <laughs> their lodging, and how to handle rejection. That's the questions that people often have when they go share their faith. He said to them, take nothing for the journey, neither staffs, nor a bag, nor bread, nor money, and do not have two tunics apiece. Whatever house you enter, stay there, and from there depart. And whoever will not receive you when you go out of that city, shake off the very dust from your feet as a testimony against them. And so they departed and went through the towns, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. Okay, here's what he said about uh, the world, uh, if we can say luggage. He said, travel light. Now, by the way, in a later mission in Luke chapter 22, verses 35 through 38, he actually told them, go ahead this time and take a purse. So this was a specific mission. And so he was just, he sent them out. He said, don't worry about your clothing. Lodging. Uh, he says, wherever you stay, enter there, and from there don't depart. In other words, you're, going, you're ambassadors of the kingdom of heaven. So don't show up at somebody's house and go, you guys don't have a spa? I mean, I thought that... And then look for something better. Okay, I'm using modern language. But he didn't want them to go and complain about the accommodations. There's no AC in here? Oh, we have to have nicer... No. He said, look, you are ambassadors of the kingdom of heaven. Wherever you are is good. Those who seek comfort should not enter the ministry to preach the kingdom. A committed life means being willing to be uncomfortable temporarily here. We're gonna be comforted for the rest of eternity there. Amen? So don't complain. Pastor Ray Bentley will have more of today's study in just a moment. So many listeners have shared comments on what Pastor Ray has meant to them. Pastor Ray is greatly missed. He was an anointed man of God, and we take comfort in our Lord and Savior as Ray is rejoicing in heaven with Jesus and all the heavenly hosts singing glory to God. Pastor Ray's teachings continue here on the radio thanks to the support from listeners like you. If you'd like to partner with Ray Bentley Ministries and Maranatha Radio, just go to our website, www.raybentley.com. That's raybentley.com. And now more of today's message from Pastor Ray Bentley. 
Now, finally, how to handle being received or rejected. He said, if you go to a place and, the, and you are rejected or you have a hostile reception, Jesus ordered his disciples, just go and shake the dust off your feet and go on. Now, a lot of people think, wow, does that mean that they were supposed to go in and kind of, it seems like this attitude and be angry and hostile and short-fused and no, that's not what he's saying. In fact, as I have here in your notes, it was a tremendously gracious warning to those who rejected the message of the kingdom. In other words, do not treat the king with disrespect, nor treat his message with disrespect. It was actually a custom of pious Jews who had traveled abroad to carefully shake the dust off from their feet or their boots or their sandals or their clothing from alien lands to disassociate themselves from the pollution of pagan lands and of idolatry. And if I may put it another way, I would put it like this. It was to be a merciful prophetic act designed to make people think deeply about their spiritual condition. There are times when a warning must be given because you know, before that they had had various over the last several hundred years, prophets who had come to them, God had waited, waited, waited patiently. Finally, John the Baptist came. He was rejected. He was beheaded. And now the father has sent his son. And, and his son, you know, you know how fathers feel about sons? When you send servants, that's one thing. When you send your son, you better respect the son, especially when the father is God, the creator. And when his son is the Messiah, Jesus Christ. There's going to be a higher responsibility for those who reject it. In fact, there's an eternal consequence for despising, shaming, rejecting the message of God's Son, Jesus Christ. Read Psalm 2. Kiss the Son when He comes. The nations, you know, they, they rage. God laughs from heaven. Kiss the Son. And that would be Jesus Christ. And, you know, we are not responsible for how people either take the message or not. We are to be faithful witnesses of the message. And some of them, when they come through, and, and here's the deal, when they see the power and the authority, and when they see the demons know who he is, and when they see sickness uh, being submissive to the authority and the power of Jesus Christ, and then they see some of their brethren rejecting the message, and then the prophets uh, and apostles shaking the dust off their feet. They're going to go, whoa, no way. I am not being against that, because that looks like God. And they'll be convicted in their hearts, and they'll, they'll repent of their ways. Do you know what the word repent means? What does repent mean? Yeah, turn around. What's another uh, phrase for it? Change your mind. That's all it means. Every time you thought something about God and it was wrong and you read the Bible and go, whoa, I didn't know that, and you change your mind, you just repented. It's not just hitting the ground and pounding and crying in tears, oh, I need to repent. Simply repentance. There may come tears as you realize, you know, what a fool you have been, but tears is not repentance. Feeling bad about what you've done is not repentance. Repentance is changing your mind. I used to think like that. No way, not anymore. I agree with God. Isn't that a great thing? 
Because then you can, you can as you read the word, you can, re- you can repent just by changing your mind and having God's view of things, God's word, God's way of seeing. And as you align your life and your thinking with his revealed word and, and are willing humbly to change your mind, there's a softness, there's a tenderness. Your heart of flesh will come alive. You will see things that you've never seen before. You will hear things you've never heard before. Your heart will feel things emotionally you've never felt before. Your soul will experience what it's like to be alive, made in the image of God. Your spirit will ignite within you. Powerful. Oh, what an awesome, it's a privilege to repent. I can't wait to find out what God has to say. I'm tired of following nonsense and lies. For Number one, because it never works. Lies and, and the principles of the world always fail. They always break down. They don't last. They rob you. God's kingdom principles always not only are true, but they work. And they work because they're true. The world right now has a spirit within it that is in rebellion against God's revealed word. It doesn't work. And they can, as angry or whatever they want to get about it, they're not going to change it. It calls for repentance, aligning ourselves with God's word. So they preached the kingdom and they did prophetically go through. And I believe the result was that there were many, there were many who were brought to repentance. Now we close with verses seven through nine. What was the effect of this mission? Verse seven says, now Herod the Tetrarch heard of all that was done by him and he was perplexed because it was said by some that John had risen from the dead. Remember John the Baptist had preached against him for immorality, uh, that he was living immorally. And so John had preached against him and then John had been beheaded. Well, guess what? Was Herod like, yeah, I got rid of that guy. Now I can live any way I want. And it doesn't, you don't tell me what's immoral. I can do whatever. Oh, no, apparently he was perplexed is a nice word of saying he was very miserable on the inside. Even though the mouthpiece of God's word prophetically had been silenced by chopping his head off, he had a guilty conscience. And the guilty conscience is shown by now, Jesus has come, miracles are happening, and now Jesus has multiplied. Now there's, there's not just one of these guys, one holy man, one prophet, he's multiplied. There are many John the Baptists, or many Yeshua's, or they're, they're going and they're in multiple cities. And so the conviction of the Holy Spirit was coming upon him. And verse eight, and by some that Elijah had appeared and by others that one of the old prophets had risen again, Herod said, John, I have beheaded, but who is this of whom I hear such things? And so he sought to see him. What he really, this was a tremendous kingdom shift. And the result was that Herod and the entire population of Galilee began asking the question, who is this Jesus of Nazareth. Because all those other guys that are multiplying like him and doing miracles and healings and casting out devils are doing it in his name. Who is this Jesus? And what is this kingdom of his that is being preached? They are wondering, who is, is it John the Baptist? 
Is it another prophet? Is it just another holy man? Or is this some kind of an invasion from the world beyond? Because things are happening that in the laws of this world and natural world, they don't happen. And this is where all prophetic preaching ultimately ends up, to the person of Jesus Christ. Had heaven itself invaded the earth? Answer, yes. Heaven comes to the earth through Jesus Christ. Wherever Jesus is, heaven has come. Heaven's already in your heart and in your soul tonight if he's your Lord and Savior. And we will inherit a real, you know, heaven in the streets of gold and all the rest. But what will make that place heaven is Jesus is there. But the Bible says Jesus is coming from that heaven to this earth. And all those who love him and follow him then to inherit his kingdom and share it with him forever and ever. Their perplexity set the stage for the great truth that would be evident, especially after the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And that is the true identity of Jesus. He is God's son who is sent from heaven. Amen? God's amazing son. So we are to preach Jesus Christ. We are to share the kingdom of Jesus Christ. And if we, you know, we are failing in our mission, if our preaching gives people the idea that the kingdom of God is mainly interested in promoting a lifestyle, a way of life, or merely is a message of how Christ can improve your marriage, your finances, and your parenting skills. Now, let me say all of those things are great. And being a Christian, you will learn. And from the word of God, you will learn how to improve your marriage, how to order your finances, and how to be a better parent. The kingdom of God does affect these things, but it is much more. And the crucial question of the message of the kingdom is, you preach Jesus Christ, you believe in Jesus Christ, it is the person of Jesus Christ that you love and follow and adore, and in his name and in his presence and his power and his authority, you live and move and have your being. Amen? That's why a revival that started in 1967, the very year that I got saved, became known as the Jesus Movement, or the people that followed him were called Jesus people. All they talked about was Jesus. I think it would be good for us to revisit those days. Let us talk about Jesus and watch what happens. Watch the presence of the Holy Spirit. Watch the power of God. Do not be afraid. You are the expert on your own personal testimony. Nobody can tell you, you didn't think that, or you weren't like that, or you didn't feel this. Hey, I'm the only one who lived my life. I am, I may not be the smartest person on the planet. I may not know everything. And I may not be able to answer all of your questions and all of your accusations, but of one thing, I am the expert on planet Earth, and that is my own life. I'm the only one who's lived it. And I can tell you what I thought, what I felt, what I experienced, and what has happened to me since this Jesus of Nazareth has come into my heart. And that is powerful. Amen? Pastor Ray Bentley, pointing out how our most effective tool in our evangelism toolbox is our own testimony. Good insights on evangelism today here on Maranatha Radio. Now, today's study is titled, The Kingdom of God Has Come. If you missed any part of the presentation, you can hear a replay on iTunes or at raybentley.com. 
That's raybentley.com. We hope you'll stop by our site today. When you're there, you can leave a few words in tribute to Pastor Ray's life and ministry. And under media, you'll notice three words, watch, radio, and Devo. Three ways to enjoy Pastor Ray's insights. Plus, click about and find out more about Pastor Ray and find out how you can come into a deeper relationship with the Lord. And at the bottom of the page, you can sign up to receive Pastor Ray's daily devotions via email free of charge. Plus, you'll find other spiritual growth books and resources from Pastor Ray, including his new book called The Final Witness, an eye-opening prophetic fiction novel. So many are enjoying the full five-book series called The Elijah Chronicles. You can, too. And raybentley.com is always where you'll find the best deals on Pastor Ray's resources. You can also make a donation right there on the site. Your investments help bring the whole gospel to the whole world. Our mailing address is Maranatha Radio, 10752 Coastwood Road, San Diego, California, 92127. Next time, join Pastor Ray for more from our studies in Luke. More from God's Word next time on Maranatha Radio. Maranatha, bringing the message of Christ's soon return, the whole gospel to the whole world. Maranatha Radio with Pastor Ray Bentley is an outreach of Maranatha Chapel, 10752 Coastwood Road, San Diego, California, 92127.